real. Yeah. <laughs> I got your runaway smile in my piggy bank, baby. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to. I'm peeking. Oh, <laughs> it's good. Just a great. Way welcome to, start. to welcome to a warped to remember. That was a lyric from a boys like girls song classic um it's called heels overhead look it up treat yourself it's not good but i love it <laughs> and i got your runaway smile on my piggy bank baby i just wanted to let you know before we kick it off so i am zoe and i am joined by my beautiful co-host rachel, rachel. i'm here i'm queer and ready to roll hell yeah so what are we doing on this podcast so in case you didn't listen to the teaser that we artfully edited and put on our podcast feed <laughs> We're a very special podcast in that we're just two gals, just two great friends, chatting about our coming of age in the world of Warped Tour. We're going to focus some episodes on the history itself of Warped Tour, and then our other episodes are going to be us picking some of our favorite songs based on a theme. Today's theme, pop punk love songs, baby, just in time for V-Day. And by that we mean Valentine's Day. Correct. Because <laughs> maybe there was a question. No. That's true. We, Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Just in time for Veterans Day. November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten months in advance. Yep. Your best uh, emo songs for veterans. Yep. Maybe we will do that. Do Who we knows? need to explain more about our show? Yeah. So this, our podcast... Uh, if you didn't listen, if you missed the teaser, we are two great friends who happen to both go through a really great, wonderful, intense emo phase and pop punk phase when we were uh, middle school, high school. We uh, have a nice age gap between us, so we both have different perspectives and experiences with the scene, um, and we're really looking forward to exploring Warp Tour. Um, this is 2019, so it's the end of the whole era, era so to speak. of the tour, and so we're looking forward to taking a look back, seeing what the um, the bands were doing, who was performing, what the issues of that summer were, and looking back at a historical point of view, but then also having a great time listening and rem reminiscing about some excellent tunes. Yeah, and we're going to see where the combos take us, but we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about our personal experiences with these songs and these bands. We're going to talk about stuff that we learned now, stuff that we learned then. It's going to be a journey. But anyway, should we kick it off? Yeah, so for our first episode, like we said, this is an honor of Valentine's Day. And so we both picked, without telling the other person, our top three favorite pop-punk emo songs that were love songs um, for your loving, listening ears. Um, I'm going to start us off. And you just don't even say what it is. Just play yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll talk about it. I like where we are when we drive in your car. I like where we are here. Oh man, I wish this was a video podcast because I just <laughs> raged so hard to those opening notes, baby. So this is Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye. I'm having a journey. So this was, I've chose a song because it's just such a bop for one thing. It's so pure. It's really quintessential Hello Goodbye. It's got that like bubblegum shine. Um, but I feel like Hello Goodbye was the really like pink cloud band in the pop punk scene like they could pull with any other band around them like they could definitely stand with them but they just had a different sound right the like dance beats kick in and everybody just gets really excited My personal experience with the song was my high school boyfriend, LOL. Hey, Ian, what's up? And I shout out to Ian. <laughs> shout out to Ian. Move to Los Angeles, please. <laughs> I know. Uh, my high school boyfriend and I listened to the song on repeat when in his car, and that was kind of the joke was that it was like, you know, here in your arms, like in your car, 
and we would listen to it. This is a lot of Death Cab, but we listened to the song, and it was like one of our cruising songs. And so we would drive around and like look at each other and sing it to each other. And it was just so wholesome. I think that's what... I'm, like, choking. This right? is so sweet. This is just, like, the most wholesome yeah. pop punk you could get. Yeah. When you Listeners, I did not know this about Sally. <laughs> that's so that's so delightful. Um, I agree. I was actually really so spoiler alert, I knew this one song that Zoe picked. The other ones are a surprise. And I was actually relieved because there are too many Hello Goodbye songs that I just think are so charming and wonderful and beautiful mm-hmm. and like lovey dovey. Mm-hmm. And you took the pressure off of me because <laughs> I love this track, but I love so many of their other ones. Like every mm-hmm. fucking song Forrest does is yeah. like beautiful and wholesome and I want all hands to it. I first heard this song, just a fun anecdote about me, on a plane. Really? I don't know how or why. <laughs> it was, because um, what year was this? What, like 05? Oh, that's a good question. Was Let me six? look that up. Finish your... Yeah, so I first heard this song on a plane, weirdly enough. I believe I was on my way to Hawaii, pretty sure. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, really. 2006. Uh, great. So it was 06, so I was, judge me, I was like 12. <laughs> Maybe 11, I was probably 11. It's <laughs> like 11 or 12. And I was on a plane, and you know, you plug into the little armrest. Back in the day, you plug into the little armrest. And they had, they didn't have screens, but they had like radio. Mm, and yes. they played like the same, it was like six songs, and then it would circle back. And I heard half of this song. Like when I plugged in, it was like midway through. And I was like, what is this feeling? <laughs> and I waited for it to loop back around. I listened to like five other songs. I was like, maybe it'll loop, maybe it'll loop. And it did. And then from then on out, I had looked them up. I fell in deep. I fell in love. There was a store. I don't know how prevalent the store was, but it was called FYE. Yes. Do you know it. FYE? Yeah, I think we had There one. was one in the mall. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think where it was I grew always up. in the mall. <laughs> and then it shut down like right after I got really into yeah. it. But I bought, because um, it's Zombies, Aliens, Vampires. Yeah. It's off the album Zombies, Aliens, Vampires, Dinosaurs. Yes. All with exclamation points. Of course. Yeah. I bought that. At FYE, used, I saved like $2. I was so proud of myself. I thought it was so cool. And I was obsessed. And I've had a love affair with Hello Goodbye forever. They're coming to the Echo. We have to go. Side note. Our lips, touch, our cheeks, can brush. Because our lips, can touch. Hello Goodbye, like this I think is arguably their most known, well-known song. Oh, this is for yeah. sure their most well-known song. And I mean, I know people probably like roll in their eyes, but I really appreciate this song for what it is because it it's like, again, it is very wholesome. It really, like, it's just kind of them in a nutshell. Like if you had to pick mm-hmm. like one song that was like... It's quintessentially quintessential. Hello Goodbye. Yeah. And it's their, technically their second album. Yes. They had the AP before, mm-hmm. um, which... Backlogging the shout out to them. I thought that album art was so clever that they did the Velvet Underground thing, except they did it with an avocado. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Yeah. And I was like, I had a big Andy Warhol phase when I was 12 also. And so I was like, this is everything. I was obsessed. So I feel like that, like Zombies, Aliens, Vampires, Dinosaurs was their, like, coming into their sound, coming into their vibe. And Here in Your Arms is just such a quintessentially them song. And I think it's one of those rare moments where it's still representational of them now. Yeah. Like Forrest has grown and changed and his sound has grown and changed, but the song still feels very much within what he's doing. I could see him writing the song like tomorrow and having mm-hmm. it still be as cute. And yeah. Also, the music video is boss. I love this music video so much. It's arguably my favorite music video of it's all time. It's so cute. No, it I'm sorry. Is. I'm not okay. I promise. <laughs> okay, well, time. yeah. <laughs> but the Here in Your Arms video at the camp, Yes. And he, like, does the dance-off. Oh, it's such a good video. Exactly. It really is, like, because it really kind of is that, again, summertime, mm-hmm. like, high school, just, like, sweet. Just, like, wearing neons and pastels. Yes. And, like, holding hands at the mall. It's just, 
vibes and i love that video because like summer camp it really feels like a summer camp romance not that i've ever had one r.i.p me but like the idea of that <laughs> they're overrated feels very them <laughs> says a girl who clearly got some at camp mm, yeah um, different I, episode <laughs> the follow-up episode that i'm here for lol um i think just to tag us out on this song is it's so lovely and i think literally the perfect part of this song and why it's just so sweet is the the end of the chorus the i fell in love in love with you suddenly now there's no place else i could be but here in your arms you can right. tell that i'm blushing <laughs> we're both just like oh my god i'm just like shrinking into my chair because i'm a grown-ass woman and this is still so fucking right. sweet and wholesome right. if somebody just said that to you you're like oh my because it's like you know you're you're in your safe place with your person and that's just like a really beautiful very lovely god, sentiment what's that like <laughs> Excellent. All I right. agree. Yeah, so we're clearly <laughs> on the same page with this song. We clearly both love it. I yeah. definitely know I picked a song that you don't know that I'm excited I'm, about. But I'm going to lead in with the song that you already know. All made. right. So what is our second song? Cue it up, baby. You already know what I it is. I know what it is. I love this. I want to know your plans by saying anything which so Zoe and I kind of agreed on both of these I agreed on here in your arms with her she agreed on I want to mm-hmm. know your plans so we just kind of divvied it up but we both fucking picked yeah. them it was pretty unanimous it's I want to know your plans by say anything this is specifically the album version from is it real boy right yes because they have a demo version that's yes. slightly different so also. this is their yeah from which I love the demo version also, mm-hmm. but I think they fine-tuned the lyrics better for mm-hmm. Is A Real Boy. And it's a little... Is it Is A Real Boy? It wasn't the B-side Isn't A Real Boy. Am was I being a, a fake boy. fan? Am no, I being a dox? It's, it's Is A Real Boy or Was A Real Boy? It is Is A Real Boy, but then I think the second the disc is, is... Was. Oh, Was A Real Boy? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. That answers my question. I hope we're not wrong. I'm too lazy to look at it. I can go get the... I can go get I, your wonderful birthday actually, present. Actually, yeah, fun backstory for the <laughs> listeners who don't care... I, it was Zoe's birthday recently, and I bought her the 10-year anniversary Is A Real Boy vinyl, complete with bonus track Walk Through Hell, which is an honorable mention, let oh, me yes. tell you. Um, and it's gorgeous, and I also got myself one because I'm the worst. But we both love Sandy Thing. I think we already mentioned that. That was a big part of us becoming friends, is Zoe wore a Sandy Thing shirt, and I lost my damn mind because I went to a lot of Sandy Thing shows with people who did not know who Sandy Thing was. Um... I love saying anything. They're truly my favorite band of all time. And I want to know your plans. Will dead ass play at my wedding <laughs> one day? I'm not sorry. And I just think it's a beautiful, tender song as a whole. It just like, it builds and like crescendos and then it falls mm-hmm. back and gets quiet. And it yes. feels like an extended metaphor for love. Mm-hmm. But then also I just love the song. Like what did it, I want to know your plans. I just think yeah. it's such a sweet idea. I'm just like, yo, we're not committing to anything, but like, what what are you up to in the future? Because I'd like like to be part of it. Yeah. I just think that's so sweet. It is. Like, I could just choke. But Zoe, what are your thoughts? I agree. The song, it's so vulnerable and so open. And I think, in a way, it's so well orchestrated. From a musical standpoint, it's very, it's well written. They're like... Are the use of instrumentation is is really smart and clever with like exactly like you said the way it builds. Um, Max's vocals I think on this are some of the best that he's ever done. Um, he doesn't oversing it at all. He just really lets the words do all the work. Yeah, backstory is always a professional uh-huh. vocal coach <laughs> and like knows a shitload of stuff and I don't. So I'm just nodding and I'm like blown away by this knowledge. It's um, I yeah I really love this this song for the for the technical reasons but I think for me the the emotional reasons especially the his the second verse starts with I want to know your fears from the feet to the back of your ears Mm -hmm. and that to me it's like that's right it's such a beautiful 
line of I want to I want to know you know like what like I I yes I want to know your plans I want to know your intentions like where do you see yourself and and can I be I want to be a part of them um but also like I want to know like what gets you going at night like when you're laying in bed alone and like you know what are those things in the back of your head the things that you're afraid of and how you know maybe how can I fix those or like help you with those and like support you and I want to know your fear from your feet to the back of your ears when they raise the landing gear will your heart stay here um well and i like the extended like the narrative of the song yes because i think the demo is it a demo version the older version of it mm-hmm. from their like b-sides and rarities is a little more obviously like a call going away to college narrative right i think the updated full album version is a little bit different but the idea that you care so deeply for someone and they're going somewhere far away but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the end i think is really sweet and the whole idea of like hey i want you to like do your thing and like go pursue your dreams but like let me know what the rest of your plans are because like maybe we'll line up maybe we'll make it work right and i think that's really sweet (laughs) absolutely there's just so much it's just so beautiful also honorable mensch so good by say anything Mm -hmm. walk through hell by say anything there's just so and i mean obviously alive with the glory of love is a great song but it's about the holocaust yeah so i didn't want to pick that for this and it's a little bit of a different vibe i consider love song to be like a soft pretty like hold hands while driving kind of moment as opposed to like more boppy pop punk stuff Mm -hmm. Although my next song is a little boppy. But I just think this embodies everything that I think a love song should be. Yeah. (laughs) Pop punk or otherwise. Well, it's very... And again, like, I think Max... The song to me was just, like, he just, like, put it all out there without it being, like, hyperbole at all. Because, honestly, when he says, you're what keeps me believing the world's not long dead, like, the strength of my bones, put words in my head, it's just so honest I and I think that's what I appreciate about it because it is really it's vulnerable and honest and gentle but then exciting and mm-hmm. um you know I mean he does talk about uh well you could hit me or whip me I'd say yeah. rage lash so like there's a little bit of that also, say anything cheekiness in there too which I appreciate I think what I most love about it is it's very BDSM forward but yeah. positive and I just feel really positively <laughs> represented by that um by like the consensual <laughs> whipping but anyway sorry sorry mom I'm kidding <laughs> Well, you, you could hit me or whip me. Oh, I'd savor each lash. You're what keeps me believing the world's not gone dead. Strengthen my bones, put the words in my head when they pour out to paper. I mean, I could talk about this song for 85,000 yeah, years. I a, love it so much. It's a really beautiful song. But yeah, I think that's the the crux of it. Is it's, ju- it's just someone being open and just being like, here it is. I think, too, a common thread with like pretty much any of these songs I'm going to pick are that they're the opposite of toxic masculinity. They're yes. male vocalists laying their feelings out yes. and saying what's what and being honest and open and sweet and like not afraid to like cry and like be cute. And I'm here for that. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking earlier that... Um, I was, when I was, when we were working on this idea, I was really struggling to find any song, like a lot of emo songs like for, that were written by women or like had women, female vocalists and, and, you know, I mean, and that's definitely like a whole nother conversation, but I think that's a great point of like, I think all the songs we chose really do have that. It's not toxic masculinity. It's, it is just men being willing to be just open and, mm-hmm and put themselves out there which is like scary yeah. for anybody but especially in kind of this like tough guy cool punk guy pop, yeah pop punk culture it's i'm sure it wasn't like the easiest for them to do so i think we like i, I think it's a great point like we both appreciate that well it's, of it. it's such a nice palate cleanser from the like whore <laughs> subculture of, like <laughs> men being jilted and yeah. <laughs> very misogynistic which we talked about recently we may or may not have gotten 
under the influence and watched a lot of old music videos recently <laughs> and we were pretty thrilled with like how aggressively they use the word horror and pop punk that's another episode for another day yeah but songs like this i think are so beautiful and like such the antithesis of that i think yeah. what's beautiful about this song especially is that he doesn't really expect anything in return he's telling yes. the person like you make me a better person you make me believe in bigger things i want to know what's up with you i want to know your fears i want to know you because yeah. i care not for any other reason other than that like he gives a shit right and i just think that's lovely it is it's really beautiful that's what you do But we can move on because I could talk about this, this forever. <laughs> Excellent. So um, this next song, this is one that Rachel, I don't think you you might Ooh, know. You might I'm know excited. this. Song. I might have to listen to it all the way through. Yes. Yeah, so we'll listen. To it. <laughs> this is. Um, let's see here. So this is by a band that. Don't tell me who it is. Though. I'm not gonna tell you. Okay. Who okay. This is by a band that I. I'm actually not sure if they ever played Warped Tour. I should have figured that out before this. <laughs> but you know what? We're learning as we go. So I don't know if they ever played Warped Tour, but they were very much in the scene, at least the scene that I was part of, of like, um, you know, they were kind of had that emo-y, like they were akin to um, Death Cab for Cutie kind of, mm, okay. like alternative, I guess. Got that. Um, this is a song, I believe it's off their second album and I'm going to play it and I have- We'll many, see if I know it. I know. I'm going to be excited to see if you know this. you want to do mm-hmm. i want to take a hot shower and like cry a little yes yeah while I, listening to yeah this. that's I, what i want it goes through a journey this song is yeah. definitely a journey and then go like take an edible one before the edible hits and yeah. i get in a hot shower and cry a little listening to this yeah and then by the song's over then i'll be like a pleasant high right. and that's what i want <laughs> taking weed sponsorships <laughs> let me know It's like if Hawthorne Heights covered the La La Land fucking day of the week (laughs) i'm living for this
That was amazing. I'm so glad you liked it. I wasn't sure because it's it's a journey and it's five and a half minutes long. I that felt like twenty seconds. What a beautiful. It felt like twenty seconds and like twenty years. Yes, I loved it. Okay, tell me. So that was Love Affair by Copeland, and it's off their album Eat Sleep Repeat. And the album came out in, let's see here. It came out in 2006. Um, and it was actually, I lied, sorry, it was their third album. Uh, so their first was Beneath the Medicine Tree. Uh, in Motion was the one that really kind of kicked them off. And that was in 2005. And then Eat, Sleep, Repeat. You Are My Sunshine came out in 2008, which is actually, if I had to pick one, my favorite. Um, they released an album in 2014, and actually they have a new one coming out this year in 2019 called Blushing. Yeah. Um, but so, Love Affair, I first heard this song um, the year it came out, and I always associated it with the winter, because I heard it in the winter, and it was snowing, and like just those really like fluffy white snowflakes were kind of coming down and it was like I was inside and it was cozy and warm and this song came on uh and I love the piano I think is just like such a lovely part of this whole song so the song itself is it, it does go through a journey and why I picked it as one of my favorite love songs is obviously because the chorus is just let me run where I want to run. Just let me love who I want. And and so a lot of people, there are like a lot of different ways that you can interpret of that. You know, you can interpret that phrase of a lot of people have taken it as like somebody who, especially because the title is love affair. Some people have said it's like somebody stuck in a relationship, but they really love somebody else. Mm. I You could take it that way. I always, especially later in life, definitely appreciated the kind of like, uh, determining your own sexuality. Uh, the gay shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I picked up on that real quick. It could get real gay real quick, um, which I really appreciate. Love. Oh, and they say that with love as a member of the queer community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not <laughs> hate crime when I say it, it's fine. Um, but it's especially the last, the uh, lyrically, the last part of the song is there are no rules for this love. Just keep your head hooked. Don't give up. Or, uh, or go the fools who date smart, just lose your head, just for your heart, just for your heart. So it's really sweet about, like, different from the other songs we've talked about, this one is a little more just, like, going, you know, like, trusting your heart and letting yourself fall in love and go through all of the crazy ups and downs that love has. And I, for me, I think why I really love this song is because the instrumental part of it really shows that journey where... I mean, you've got that, like, kind of, like, really typical, like, pop-punk guitar happening that's, like, kind of harsh and rough, mm-hmm. but then you have this, like, beautiful jazz piano, um, and then, of course, the brass, because, like, you know... The brass <laughs> blew my damn mind. In case we cut it, I'm going to reiterate. It sounds to me like Hawthorne Heights and La La Land combined <laughs> and, like, coalesced and, like, made a beautiful baby. I'm so here for the piano. I'm so here for the brass, baby. Fuck me yes. up with that brass. I've never heard this. I think I've vaguely heard of Copeland before. Yeah. But I've never really listened to them. Don't really know them. This blew my damn mind, Zoe. It was... <laughs> Copeland, um, I did look it up. They never did play work tour. But again, they were... Again, they were putting out this kind of music, 2006, 2005. Like, they were in this scene. Like, I think I listened to them the same time I listened to, like, Cartel. Oh, yeah. This feels firmly rooted in that, like, the fringes... Yes. ...of, like... I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, Cartel's a great example... Um, who did that song, All Over You, Not Over You? I'm all over you, I'm not over you. Oh, like that band, you know yes. what I'm talking about? Yes. I followed them on MySpace. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, like those kind of fringe bands were like, yeah. I still think, I am of the opinion that they're deeply rooted in the scene and feel a part of it, yes. but they're not quite like warped, warped, like right. when you think pop punk. Right. So this is, yeah, this is definitely kind of the like left field, but the second verse really gives us that like emo like in a, in a flash her heart is saying you have to ask in all this pain was your heart too soft was your love in vain like oh. it's you well, definitely what I said yeah. when it play, I'm like I want to yeah. fucking take an edible and get in a hot shower and cry a little at that point in the song in a good way it's just a good song 
It is. It's just a really good, beautiful song. And now I feel like my other two picks are like such yeah. a joke. Because yeah. this is like beautiful. This, <laughs> this one is freaking beautiful. It's definitely a music like the lyrics, of course, but like the musically, it's it's a very it's it is complex, and I, I love appreciate it. it from a musical standpoint. Well, and, and I, I think that's part of why they didn't play Warped Tour is they were like too complex for it. <laughs> not yeah. I think like the most instrumentation in a band that played Warped Tour was Yellow Card because they had a fiddle, right? And that <laughs> like, like to be fair, because I do think that that's kind of part of it was like not every one of their songs has brass on it, but like they do like they are that Death Cab where it's like they've mm-hmm. got like two two guitars mm-hmm. a drummer they've got a bassist but then they also have the guy you know an upright piano and vocals and like they have it is a lot mm-hmm. of instrumentation it's a lot of people and so like sometimes I can see that maybe that wasn't like the most sustainable right method to have like in a big totally touring show but I love oh yeah. I love that pop punk i think fun i think like what we were talking about hello goodbye like fucking summer camp vibes fucking holding hands going to the mall you know so i wanted to pick a tradition little ditty that i love that is so cheeseball in the best way oh my god amazing and i'm really excited you might know it because it was like a a relatively successful single that they had but it wasn't like their single oh no i might actually pick this too i don't think you did we should get jerseys, cause we make a good team But yours would look better than mine, cause you're out of my league Do you know? Oh my god, no I don't, this is so cute And I know that it's so cliche to tell you that every day I spend with you is the new best So wonderful. Oh, get ready to rage. MIDI in there, the MIDI keyboard. It's well sung. I thought you were gonna roll your eyes so hard because it's so I dorky. I like it. Isn't it cute? Oh my god. Is this the click five? Dude. <laughs> you can't tell, but I'm dancing so hard and it's all shoulders. Ready? Anyone could make me a better person You could All I gotta say is I must have done something good Came along one day And you rearranged my life All I gotta say is I must have done something right I must have done something right Get those woes. We need this in there Whoa. It's not a real song if it doesn't have us yeah. Ooh, and, and you fade, fade out. out at the end. <laughs> you better believe me. <laughs> so oh my God. that was must have done something right by Reliant K. Oh, <laughs> off their album Five Score and Seven Years Ago. So I picked this song partially for the same kind of reasons of the Hello Goodbye stuff. I mean, I um, here in your arms came up really early on when we talked about doing this episode. And I love that song. It's like we said, you know, it's like camp, like summer love, like 
so wholesome. And so I went the church camp route with Reliant K. <laughs> uh, Reliant K is technically a Christian band, which always is a fact that cracks me up and astounds me a little bit. But I love Reliant K. I grew up with Reliant K. I also grew up as a church leader. Fun fact about me. What? Shocking twist. I know. I have no idea. I um, yeah, no idea. I was a Catholic church leader. I was Ooh, confirmed. I'm Catholics. Uh-huh. But it, we were fun Catholics. Okay. <laughs> Um, that's yeah. also what the Borgias said. I don't know. No, that's true. Ew. Ew. The Borgias <laughs> had incest. No thanks. Let's not. Ew. But anyway, so I actually did hang out at church retreats and stuff a lot. And I oh feel like God. this is like church camp vibes, like a wholesome church camp romance. It's just so sweet. So the opening line is we should get jerseys because we make a good team. Oh but God. yours would look better than mine because you're out of my league. <laughs> That's like a pretty decent And I know that it's so cliche to tell you that every day I spend with you is the new best day of my life. Oh my god. I'm like choking. I've heard the song 80,000 times, but I just love the song. The whole idea is like if anyone, so the chorus is if anyone could make me a better person, you could. All I gotta say is that I must have done something good. I came along one day and you rearranged my life. All I gotta say is I must have done something right. It's just so cute. And it's, again, it's kind of like the cheesier version of, like, I want to know your plans. It's like, you make me a better person. I must have done something good. I don't know what I did to deserve you, but this is great. My only complaint about this song is it's a little um, down on themselves. (laughs) Most of these Relight K songs are like, I'm lame. I can't believe you love me. (laughs) Which, like, hashtag relatable when I was 12. (laughs) But um, I just think the the crux of the song is just so, like, saccharine sweet. But it also has... All of the hallmarks, believe it or not, is all the hallmarks pop punk that I love. We got a little, we got a little clapping in there. We got the whoa. We got a little chanting. We got that fun guitar. The guitar drops out at one point. Mm-hmm. It's both wholesome and a little pop punky with a lowercase p. And I just love it. It's just, it makes me fucking jam. It makes yeah. me happy. It's like, I like that you said pink cloud earlier. It's like pink cloud vibes. Yes, it is. This is adorable. I'm so glad you picked it because it really... Again, it is that, like, very lovely, wholesome vibe, but it, I do agree that I think it, like, has all of those hallmarks of, like, if you put this in a minor key, I think you could turn it into, like, like, Hawthorne Heights kind of shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it, it has, it's it's right well, there. Well, it's self-deprecating, which is a hallmark of mm-hmm. pop-punk boys, you know? Yeah. This is adorable. I, I love this. I'm so you chose it. Which is funny, because I really... I never really liked Reliant K, probably because I didn't give them a chance because I was like, I hate Reliant. I was like, I, you know, I was, I couldn't deal with religion. So, um, that's my own issue, but, uh, I really appreciate, I appreciate this song now, I think. And it is cute. Oh, like, my honorable <laughs> mention by them also is they have a song called High of 75 that I love. Their oh. album mm-hmm, is my favorite and that's the one that has Be My Escape on it. Oh, as okay. well but five score and seven years ago is really cute i have to say relank what so i will cute. say about them and what i appreciated about them back in the day because i didn't really listen to them but i always thought their lyrics like that those metaphors or mm-hmm. similes or whatever the hell like were always really clever and like uh they were brief and they worked well within like this the frame of their songwriting and also i have to say he always wrote like using like the word choices that he would use were oftentimes a little more complex than like yes. your average that's why i liked it i think yeah. it was a little more intelligent is that like i don't yeah. know if that's the right word for it but like it was a little more highbrow in mm-hmm. a way i really think reliant k walked so say anything could run in terms of like mouthful like mm. big vocab word kind mm. of stuff. Very different vibes. Reliant K is very wholesome and Christian too. <laughs> I don't think they're that Christian, but they technically are apparently. So that's why I keep bringing it up. Um, and say anything's very angry most of the time. But <laughs> I, you know, I feel like it's a similar in terms of like I think that was a precursor for me because I listened to Reliant K and then I got really into say anything later. Mm-hmm. And I was always most drawn to like clever lyrics, mouthful lyrics. Panic the Disco, Fear You Can't Sweat Out. Yeah, like, right. Needless. <laughs> Panic the Disco is a little less. I think Reliant Can't Say Anything hold up in their intelligence. I think Fear You Can't Sweat Out is very much just like them showing off that they passed the SATs. But <laughs> Wow. But yeah, honorable mention is High of 75. I also love the one I'm waiting for. I just recommend mm-hmm, the album Mm-hmm, like overall. Um, and they're so clever. <laughs> This is my last 
pick of my top three. Love it's this. definitely going to be... Am um, I going to know it? Yeah, you're going to know okay. it. And I'm actually going to play us the music video because this yes. song is... Um, it's a great song on its own. The music video, though, is just so quintessentially this band that, I'm like, so you have to... Okay. Like, it... I won't look It's one of those time. where, like, the song is great on its own. It's definitely a bop. It's definitely, like, everybody... I think everybody pretty much knows it, but, like, the music video just takes it in a great new direction that okay. I fucking love. I'm excited. Um, I don't know if I've seen the video. I don't know the song. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll cover my eyes and then you tell me when to look. All right. was of course first date by blink 182 off of what album was that off of was that off of Fuck. um oh i'm a fake fan they were my favorite band of all time for most of my life fucking give me a second give me a second first date was it was not take off your pants and jacket was it yeah yeah it, it was take off, it pants. Dude, take off right. your pants and jacket is i'm constantly torn because i love that album so much Enema is so good. Yeah, not a statement I ever thought I would say unironically. Well, Enema the state is a great album. Is also, yeah. so, that was my follow-up self-titled. Yeah. It is so good. But I think I always consistently come back to take off your pants and jacket when I'm in a blink mood. It's such a quintessentially them album. It was little did we know the beginning of the end of them yeah. actually working really well together and being best friends. And it's some of their best work. Yeah. And I fucking love that song. I love the music videos that go with it. Yeah. Is it cool if I hold your hand? Is it wrong if I think it's lame to dance? Do you like my stupid hair? Would you guess that I didn't know what you wear? It was released in 2001, um, which is so funny because honestly, like, it still feels like so timeless. And I actually like didn't realize that it was released that early. Yeah. Um, the so <laughs> I I just this song like popped in my head. I it's. Because again, like the, the the lyrics of this song are, it's just it's it's again kind of wholesome. When you smile, I melt inside. Right. That was always my favorite. Like I'm not worth a minute of your time, which is that like kind of self-deprecating mm -hmm. thing again. Um, I really wish it was only me and you. I'm jealous of everybody in the room, and it's I think it's just it's they perfectly captured that really they perfectly captured that first date you go on in high school where it's like you've got your parents car your parents station wagon you're gonna go pick up your date you're nervous like palms sweaty it's just there's that like really ang like that awesome fun anxiety i guess like excitement <laughs> And like I love the the first verse is all these questions of like is it cool if I hold your hand if it's you know is it wrong if you think it's like to dance like it's that do you like my stupid hair right and it's just so adorable because it really I just thought I think they they did such a great job of really putting together what it's like to be on that first date mm -hmm. it's like all of the songs I think we've talked about are like these like long when you've been in the relationship long term and the love is really deep and. You know you're really going through it but this one is like very much like just your first like yeah. off the bat like hey what's up like oh my god we're gonna go out together and like that's so fun and yeah you know like let's make this night last forever because like you only get your like first date with somebody once and like it's mm -hmm. really exciting and you kind of just like want to especially if it's going well mm -hmm. you really want to hold on to it let's go don't wait this night's almost over honest let's make Part of the success of this song is, I mean, Blink was one of the, I think Blink and Green Day are like the standout, like commercially successful, mainstream successful, Green Day the most, but I think Blink made it. I mean, Blink really made it and they did because they wrote these cute songs like this that like anyone could be into, whether or not you're into pop punk, whether or not, mm -hmm. whether or not you're into punk at all. Mm -hmm. um, they were borderline. They put the pop in pop punk, I would argue. Yeah. TM. Um, like first date's really sweet and I think people that didn't listen to rock and didn't listen to pop punk listened to this.
like a, the, it's upbeat tempo. You can really dance around to it. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like a good use of the full band in it. Yeah. Like you, yeah. I mean, Travis really fucking wails on every song he's ever done. Right, exactly. He's so fucking talented. It makes yeah. me upset. But I, it's so quintessentially them. It's such yeah. a fun song. It's such a fun video. Right. Yes. The and video, I mean, we yeah. talked about it a little bit. I mean, there is some toxic masculinity that goes into that. But Blink-182 is truly the it's always sunny of the pop punk world. I love that. They're in on the joke. Mm-hmm. They've always been in on the joke for better and for worse. And they know that, like, boys are dumb. And they know that, like, like poop and jizz humor is lame. But it's funny. And right. there's something really wholesome and, like, childlike about them to yeah. this day, I think. They were always there to, like, have a good time, like, without getting... They, I... Yeah, I agree. Like, I never thought Blink necessarily, especially in the early days, like, took themselves too seriously. Right. They were just out here to, like, have a good time. Well, if you listen to Buddha, they were... Buddha's basically (laughs) a comedy album. Right, exactly. And And Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch, they do, like, comedy sound effects at the end of every (laughs) song. They're such children. Which is... I appreciate, because, like, so much of the... Their contemporaries were way more of the, like pain and suffering and darkness and yeah. why won't you love me and like what's wrong with yeah. me and i mean blink definitely has some yes. downer songs that i think are great yeah but that was never their mo right i think their mo was always like friendship yeah. and like summertime war <laughs> tour yeah like I mean, that well, they're such a obviously like a staple of warp yeah. tour and they like i don't think warped would have been nearly as successful if blink no. you two hadn't been rising in fame yes. at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I think a huge part of its success is the van sponsorship, which we'll get mm-hmm. to when we talk about yeah. the history of it, because it wasn't always Vans Warp Tour. Right. But I think a huge part of it was Vans and I think a huge part, part of it was, was Blank. Blank. Yeah. I'm so glad you picked that. Yeah. Though. That's so fun. <laughs> I'm gonna immediately transition to mine yes, because go for it. it's essentially the same thing. Excellent. I love that we both picked Blink, and I love that we both saved them for that. <laughs> right. Unintentionally. Yeah, really. Um, I have a real, real history with, uh, <laughs> with Blink. I've loved them forever. I unironically built a shrine to them oh, yeah. in my bedroom at my mom's house Good. back in the day. And they were my ride-or-die favorite band pretty much until I was like 18 years old. Nice. And I started listening to them when I was a kid, kid. Because Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was 2001, like you said. My brother was in fourth grade. And he really liked uh, First Date. And he really liked mm. The Rock Show. Mm. Oh, and yeah. so my oh, godmother bought one. him the CDs. Oh, not nice. knowing like what Blink was about. So the, she bought him the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket CD. I was in first grade. He was in fourth grade. <laughs> and we fucking jammed to the explicit version of that album really little and my mom was like there's a picture of a condom on this like what did we just do and they let us play it anyway and it was a huge part of me growing up in elementary school but then you know I got to see them reunite in 2009 that was a big part I was in high school at that point so they really went with me literally from childhood onward and I was so deeply completely obsessed with them current blink i don't really listen to i don't really fuck with i am a tom girl i love mark but mark's not enough on his own and i don't like matt skiba hot take and i love that we both picked really tom forward songs yeah sorry mark no shame on mark i love mark i really do and i love plus 44 i do feel like they used mark in more of the like downer ones oh no doubt his voice just kind of lends to that a little bit more stay together for the kids man yeah, I love their angsty shit, but I think when I think, like, fun, fucking hanging out, summertime, hang with your friends, 
you got that crush you see across the room like those vibes i always associate with tom stuff also yeah. feeling this is such a fucking hot song yes. we're gonna do sexy songs and that's Definitely. no doubt one of my picks um and i love mark but i feel like mark's a little bit of a come down a little more taking yourself seriously moment whereas yeah. tom forward songs i think are a little more fun for me yeah though i do love roller coaster i mean i love everything they came out with between when they started and like 2011 yeah. but yeah i mean always is just quintessential for me definitely seems like especially after first date it always seems very much like they're they've graduated to like a new place yeah like it's definitely deeper again it's like more adult no doubt there's been like you know especially with like just in the differences of the music videos too like it was a more serious take mm -hmm. and again i think we're kind of getting back to that like um to that just kind of like i'm putting it all out on the table for you like yeah. this is what I want and I'm just I'm not gonna shy away yeah. from my feel like I'm gonna feel my emotions and like I yeah. want you I want you always and like I know that we've had you know like um like I'm so sick of fights and I hate them it's like we we get that like yeah the problem like the, he, they're not like running away from problems like they're acknowledging that there are issues with love but like yeah. It's, it's I think it's oddly fitting that like we started with first date and we closed yeah. with always because I think it's very much the sequel to first date. Yes. Like yeah. there I think always is a place where it's like, remember when we had our first date and we met and we were so good together and we had so much fun and like I hate these fights, like let's forget it, let's start this again for real. Right. And I just see I just think it's very bookended yeah. really beautifully. I yeah. think going away to college too is like really cute too. I love that song. Um, yeah, I mean, they have some really cute quality love song bops, but <laughs> I think we picked some quality choices here. Always is great. Yeah, so we do have a couple of, we've mentioned some of our honorary mentions. <laughs> but we, uh, Rachel specifically, but won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> we, I, I think a lot of the bands that we chose are, like, really did love songs well. Because mm -hmm. there was a lot of pop punk bands and emo bands that, um you know like could really just get you with their like more angsty yeah more kind of like metaphoric and like uh really complex storylines almost you know like but for like blink um and hello goodbye i think it was more just these like kind of individual little tastes of emotion and so i would say for my um uh honorable mentions oh what is love by hello goodbye yeah it's definitely one again it's just this like very sweet very tender mm -hmm. it's kind of like the it's just like a little more intimate version of here in your arms to yeah me. or first date even yeah exactly like it's it is it's just very From tender and sweet time I, pressed my lips against yours. <laughs> yeah. I love that song it's so nice um and then also from Say Anything, A Walk Through Hell, which we mentioned, yes. which again is that like, I think tags well with I want to know your plans. Yeah. It's like, this is, it's I want to know your plans. Angst. It is. It's like, this is what I want to do for you. Like, let me mm -hmm. be this person for you and like, let me go through all these issues for you right. because I love you. Um, and then again, we had mentioned this, but I Will Follow You Into the Dark by um, Hell yeah. Death Cab for Cutie. It's uh, one of my favorite songs again, because it is just um such a gentle kind of mellow sound but it again it really is that it's it is a lot like i want to know your plans and the kind of idea of like i'm gonna be here for you like literal ride or die um which i think is really sweet and then again i <laughs> so again i we really struggle I, I struggled to find a love song from this era that i really thought from like a, a like a woman sang or right. like put together so i do have to say that i would add the only exception by paramore yeah As it's a little cheese ball but it's it sweet. is it's objectively sweet <laughs> it is it like it's not necessarily my favorite song and i was i enjoyed paramore's first album and mm -hmm. and they're you know they i think Haley williams and the band like definitely like solidified their place in the genre and they mm -hmm. and they to be fair like they are still creating music that's like they've grown quite a bit in their music oh and, totally like I, I do appreciate them for that the only exception yeah i mean it is a little it's off their album brand new eyes and it's definitely a little uh 
eye-rolling. <laughs> Some of the lyrics are eye-rolling, but I gotta say, the general crux of the song yeah. is that, like, I was so broken with all of this childhood yeah. trauma, and I didn't believe in love, and I didn't believe in commitment, right. and you're the exception. Exactly. Like, you are the only yeah. reason. And I think, too, from a queer lens, it's really sweet. Yeah. Because it's not... I don't know if there's any gendered pronouns in the song, but I think it's the whole yeah. idea. It's, like, directly to you. Yes. And it's directly, like... Outside of all this baggage, outside of all this shit, you are a person that changed me and made me a better person, yeah. and I love you. Yeah. And it's, I think that can be read from a queer lens as well. Not that, I don't think that's the intention of the song, but right. I think it's a fun way to read it, and it's a really yeah. beautiful concept of, like, outside of gender, outside of everything. Yeah. Outside of our own baggage, outside of, like, what people think, like, that you're it, baby. Yes. And I think that's really sweet. Yeah. Even though the, um, crying and cursing at the wind... Yeah. It doesn't quite I think why it's an honorable mention is just it doesn't quite hold up, I think, like the other one the other songs that we've mm-hmm. listened to do. But it's again, I do think it's again being very honest and being very uh, vulnerable and right. um so yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Well, do you I have, have... Yeah. Always by Panic at the Disco. Oh. It's just a little, it's like a little, it's two minutes 34, it's on Vices and Virtues, it's kind of sandwiched in the middle, um, and it's just like a sweet, quiet, little, like, Brendan Yuri is just, like, singing to you, and if the world gets too heavy, put it on my back, I'll be your levy. Um, it's really cute. And it's really whimsical. And I almost thought it was off pretty odd because it's, like, so whimsical. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually off Vices and Virtues. I think Ryan Ross so heavily impacted Brendan moving forward, but they were just too different to stay in a band. Yeah. And um, that's a shame. But I think Vices and Virtues was so truly Brendan's voice, literally and figuratively. Mm. But Ryan, like, really rubbed off on him, I think. (laughs) Pun intended. (laughs) I like to believe that they made out on the rigs. Excellent. Well, those are our yeah. choices for some lovely Valentine's Day songs for you and your lovelies. Or just you, man. Yeah, just I know I'm gonna be. I'm single as hell. I'm gonna be bopping to these songs Get it. all February fourteenth. Just hell hanging, yeah. living my life because I still right. believe in love, even though I'm yeah. alone. The best love is love for yourself. Oh my god. Ew, are we gonna have, like? Yeah. So theme? like, put on I'm not okay on mute. Put on the video. Put on the music video of I'm not okay on mute and jerk off. That's self love. Oh That's how we're ending this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'm really glad you listened to this one. God. Um, I think ne- <laughs> our next episode is going to be um, another theme where we'll talk about some songs, but we yeah. uh, very soon will be releasing the first look at years 95 and 96 mm-hmm. of Warped Tour. So the first two years of Warped Tour, looking at how it got started, why it got started. Um, did it, it obviously survived that first year, so yep. what did it do to survive that first year yeah. and go on to great success? It's humble beginnings that I think a lot of us don't think about. Yeah, and how it's, yeah, well, where it started so that we can look at this change, but. Yeah, in the lineup as well, and fun facts. You know there's going to be some fun facts. facts. (laughs) So stay tuned for that. Keep listening to us, we hope. Yeah, follow us on our socials. Which we don't have handles for yet, but (laughs) we'll have handles for this by the time this is up, so a word to remember. description on the podcast, and uh, let us know what your favorite pop punk and emo love songs are yeah tweet us or yeah. insta us slide into them dms you know live your life <laughs> hey uh, what a shot. sweet what a sweet valentine's day gift if i got like a bunch of dms there you go there you go uh, make rachel's valentine's yeah. day i'm alone Just send me some sexy dms get it <laughs> thank you for listening for listening catch us next time on a warp to remember yeah bye Spalding.